What is up, Thunder fans? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be Locked On Thunder. Thursday, we finally got some basketball stuff to talk about. And I've been teasing the SGA episode just like I've been teasing that damn SGA article that I'm still sitting on. I am so sorry, everybody. Um, Let's just blame it on one with the article. Let's blame it on the curiosity. I could very well put this article out and it would be fine. Um, I've had fun writing it. But there's one part where if I was reading it, if I was one of you reading this article, I would immediately question, okay, where, what happens next? Or why does he change subjects right there? I want to know more. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of one little point of the article. It's not that, it's not that critical for the article, but I am kind of just a, I'm a perfectionist as much as I can be. So, <laughs> um, apologies. I will put that out as soon as possible, but they haven't practiced much until today. And Chris Paul doesn't get to talk to us every single day. We didn't talk to Chris Paul today. But, yes, the SGA podcast where we I was going to talk about going on to a little bit of a deep dive on his uh, stats and everything. We'll push that back to next week. Push that forward, I should say. Because the audio today from practice, you're all going to want to hear a lot of this stuff. Um, really good juicy things, some fun, lighthearted stuff, and then some injury updates to Darius Baisley. So a lot of poignant, important stuff, especially since tomorrow is going to be focusing a lot on the Thunders game against Denver. They probably won't have a shoot around, but I really wouldn't be surprised if they just randomly have a shoot around this time because they've had the all-star break off. They're going to need some time to get their legs back under them just a little bit. This is an important game. So, uh, if there is a shoot around, you'll hear audio. On tomorrow's podcast, if not, we'll just kind of take a deep dive into the matchup between the Thunder and the Nuggets, but we'll save that for tomorrow. But if you still don't know who I am, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa as their lead Thunder insider, Thunder contributor. You can find all my work at thefranchiseok.com. I have my last name right on the front page, so just click that if you're trying to look for something that I've written in the past about the Thunder. You can also follow my other podcast, the OKC82 podcast, which I do with Madison Morris. And that's a post-game reaction show, so that perfectly complements this podcast very, very well, in my opinion. And then you can also hear us on the Franchise Thunder Insider Show, and that's with Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison, and me. Uh, t- Saturdays, 10 a.m. till noon. And this Saturday, we're actually going to be doing our show live from Northwest Class in, in Oklahoma City. So that'll be fun. I think we're actually doing it literally in the basketball gym. So I'm sure there's going to be some videos out there of me missing a lot of, you know, wide open mid-range jumpers because I'm podcasting about basketball. I'm not playing basketball. But yeah, let's go ahead and dive right into all the juicy stuff today at practice. I'm going to play some lighthearted stuff first and then some injury stuff, followed by some very interesting things that Dennis Schroeder wanted to say today at practice. So Steven Adams walks up, seven feet tall, huge human being, haven't seen him in a while. And, you know, someone just asked basically like, so what'd you do over the All-Star break? And Steven talked about training his dog. And then somebody said, what did you do? And he said that he'd taken his dog to Lake Hefner. And I don't know if anybody's ever really been to uh, Lake Hefner. I'm sure a lot of listeners that are actually based in Oklahoma City, I'm sure you all have, or at least driven by it. 
Um, but there's no trees out there, and it's incredibly flat. You can see literally almost across the entire pathway that sur- that kind of goes around the entire lake. No trees, no hills, no nothing. And I'm just standing there imagining if I saw Stephen Adams at Lake Hefner and how out of place he would look just because he's so huge. But that was all kind of funny. And then I decided to ask this. Did you know Chris Paul could finish a lob dunk? Uh, yes. Yes, I could. He jumps high. I didn't know he was going to get there, though. That was impressive. Were you, I said it. Were you shocked? Or since you knew, were you not as shocked as probably the rest of the world was? I was shocked. I was shocked. Because uh, the, amount, the amount of uh, dunks that he attempted in our layup line, uh, you know, the percentage that he actually made mm-hmm. was rather low. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, that was with one hand. Uh, but yeah, he he got up there on the two hand. You know, it was it was really impressive. It looked easy, very easy. You're gonna try and do point center, have him roll the basket now. Oh no, my <laughs> my pass will end up in the stands, mate. <laughs> I'd expect him to jump super super high, but yeah, it'll be weird. So if you had visions of Stephen Adams running the point and Chris Paul rolling to the basket because Chris Paul finished that awesome alley oop dunk from Russell Westbrook in the All Star game. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. But who knows? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, something cool might happen. And then we got a chance to talk to Billy Donovan. And I don't know about you guys, but seeing that video of him getting his name on the floor at the University of Florida and just seeing the emotion in Billy Donovan, because, you know, let's be honest, Billy Donovan, he's very good for what the Thunder wants. Like, he, he spouts the company line. He's very good at saying a lot of things, but not really telling you anything. In addition to being a very smart basketball mind, a good X nose coach, and a wonderful personality in terms of just being able to understand how to coach certain other personalities and certain other egos, because it's not just what the Thunder, you know, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Carl Anthony, Paul George, Victor Oladipo, and now Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, a lot of strong-willed individuals that have played for the Thunder under Billy Donovan. But just going back to his career as a college basketball coach and the plethora of NBA players that he had to coach. So he's very well-versed in understanding how to how to connect to the professional basketball player. Now, table that in your mind. We'll get to that in a second. But I did ask Billy, in addition to all the other things that he was asked today, I did want to get a little bit of an update on Darius Baisley and just how his progression has gone. We're about at the two-week mark now. He's scheduled to be reevaluated at the four- to six-week mark. It's the same timetable Hamadou Diallo was given a few months ago, and he ended up being out for about five weeks. Elbows and knees are completely different, of course. Uh, but there was some promising uh, things that Billy Donovan was able to say about Darius. So let's see what uh, Coach Donovan had to say. Now that you have a little bit more time to think about it, um, the, since Darius is out, um, what whoever's going to be backing up Danilo, is that still matchup space in your opinion, or is there a particular rotation or player that you want to have moving forward? Yeah, I mean, we went to nine against New Orleans, you know, with, with, with uh, Abdul there. Um, but I still think for our team, you know, keeping all these guys engaged. I think, if, like I said earlier, if you look at the month of January, we had a lot of different guys, you know, step up, you know, in times where we had players out. I look at what Mike Muscala did in our last game against New Orleans. You know, he kind of came in and gave us a really good lift in that second half. And, you know, that was the 10th player, so to speak, that we played. So I think all those guys are, have, have got to help our team. And they've shown signs and have had moments where they've all helped. And, you know, like I said earlier, you're not going to be able to play everybody. 
But I think for our team, we have to expand our team out and keep everybody engaged and keep guys ready because you don't know what could potentially happen. You know, God forbid something else happens, you got to rely on somebody else. So uh, my message is just for all those guys to stay ready. And how is Darius doing in his rehab? He's far? doing good. You know, he's, he's really, really recovering really, really well. Obviously, it will take some time for him to heal. But, you know, he's stationary but kind of been able to get on the floor and do some ball handling and you know be able to shoot set shots and i think as time goes on he'll be able to do a little bit more but the timetable for him hasn't changed when we get back dennis schroeder an honest honest person more after the break welcome back to the locked on thunder podcast everybody so Eric Horn from The Athletic, who's a friend of this podcast, he was on a few months ago. Probably going to have him on. I'm probably going to cycle back through everybody. I still want to get Joe Masato on, a few other people from work in more of a sit-down-y situation. Not like yesterday where I had Chisholm Holland and Madison Morris on for two podcasts. They just didn't know about it. <laughs> they know about it now, of course. But I want to get... Eric, Royce, Maddie, and everybody else back on at some point. But uh, today, Eric was asking Steven, Dennis, the players that we were able to talk to, basically about their opinions of Billy Donovan's job coaching this team this season. And he asked Dennis, and Dennis said some interesting things. And let's go ahead and hear with Eric Horn's voice at the beginning. Let's hear what Eric had to ask and how Dennis wanted to answer. Dennis, what have you thought about the job that Billy's done with you all this season? Billy, uh, I mean, he did that last season, you know. You know, was talking to us, uh, took advice from the players, leading this group, you know, um, staying, order, uh, staying on us uh, when something has to be said. And, um, I mean, it keeps everybody accountable. So that's, that's a big difference from, from last year. And, yeah, it's paying off right now. Okay, so my spidey senses started tingling standing in the scrum, and I was standing right by Eric at the time and over the next few minutes about three or four other people ask questions and I'm trying to remember something because something in my head like a light bulb went off in my head and I couldn't quite exactly tell what it was and then it just kind of dawned on me oh yes Dennis Schroeder's exit interview this past off season was really interesting because he sat there and was really honest about Billy Donovan's coaching and he said things like He's a player's coach. He will talk to us a lot. The communication is constant. And there are a lot of times where he lets us basically learn on the floor or decide on the floor. And he's not really, you know, lording himself into the game in terms of a game plan or play calling or matchups or whatever. Whatever you want to interpret that as. And then Dennis kind of smiled with his sly little smile of his and said, well, that works for some players. It may not work for other players, but blah 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 and then he kind of talked about his the difference that he had con considering he played for Atlanta and Budenholzer who's more of an authoritarian type coach not a he comes from the Greg Popovich tree of coaches so he's going to be that type of coach where he's really lording himself into the game constantly uh, from a pregame standpoint during game standpoint postgame standpoint uh, basically Billy and Budenholzer they're just com two completely different personalities they can still be successful but they're different, and Dennis highlighted that. So Eric asked that question. Dennis gives his answer, and then I think, okay, how can I ask the question of, well, how does Billy, how does his coaching mesh better with this team compared to last year's team without comparing the two teams? And I even kind of did. I think I said something like, is this team better suited, which implies a comparison, but I did not utter the words Russell Westbrook or Paul George or last year's team 
in my question, and I didn't cut it out. So here's the full raw audio of my question and then Dennis's awesome, awesome answer. Let's see what Dennis had to say. Piggybacking off of uh, Eric's question, um, last year, your exit interview, you described Billy as a player's coach that's always in constant communication with players. And I think you said something like, for some players that works, for other players it may not work for some situations or whatever. But is this group just more able to follow Billy Dom's philosophy of coaching? I mean, Russell's my guy, you know. Uh, but Russell, <laughs> Russell is Russell Westbrook. He earns, you know, um, everything he he done in this NBA. Uh, he's a hell of a player. PG the same. Um, but I think this year it's, it's just uh, with Chris Paul. You know, he he talks a lot as well. Talks with the with the coach, uh, being in touch with him. Uh, I think it's just a different vibe we have in this uh, in this locker room, and um, it works. You know, um, last year I think we could have took it for, further than uh, we did, but it didn't work, you know. Um, Portland had a hell of a series, but um, this year, like I said, we 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 on the same page, and uh, that's credit to Donovan, you know, putting us uh, where we need to go, and um, yeah, and uh, Shay, Chris, everybody sacrificing, myself, we sacrificing, you know, to get to this point as well, because, um, I mean, I've seen a lot in this league, and normally that never, uh, never works out, so it's credit to them too, myself, all the players, Gallinari, you know, he's a hell of a player. Steve-O, everybody got a sacrifice to that we on the sixth seat right now in the West. And another shout out to Eric Horn. He uh, transcribed the entire quote and gave me a little shout out on, on Twitter. That means a lot. Thank you so much, Eric. But Twitter was pretty ablaze in reaction to that quote because I think a lot of Thunder fans uh, this season are starting to become more and more aware of, yes, Russell Westbrook special player, incredible player, is going to be a Hall of Fame player. He's going to be probably the most revered and loved player in Oklahoma City basketball history, regardless of what happens from here on out, because he is always going to be the player who stuck by Oklahoma City when Kevin Durant left. He was always going to be the player that chose Oklahoma City, and that even in some of his interviews as a Houston Rocket, especially going back to the All-Star weekend, where he kind of talked about Oklahoma City perhaps getting an All-Star game, at some point, or hosting the weekend. And Russell Westbrook uses the word we when describing OKC. And so for that, amongst all those other reasons, Russell's going to be absolutely loved. But I think on a short-term basketball standpoint, Thunder fans are becoming a little bit more aware that, yeah, Russell is great because of what he is, and one of his personality traits is stubborn. Again, it's not. I'm not trying to dog the guy. That's a reason why he is as good as he is and as good as he has become in the NBA is because he's stubborn. But there's no doubt that the coaching or the locker room culture is affected by that. Was it negatively affected by it? No, because I never got that sense. And the players would never either tell you, nor did I ever get the feeling that they were rubbed the wrong way from Russell. But it was always in very indirect ways where like role players would be a little timid to fire from the corner because Russell is such a demanding force and you'll hear him scream like shoot that blankety blank. So when Dennis answers this question saying what he's saying, it's basically telling us all that we already kind of assumed all that we already kind of know from watching this team perform, watching Chris Paul out there being the floor general and seeing Billy be able, be able to 
have his coaching be a little bit more accepted and the things that he's saying, you know, having a team identity, uh, we don't want to put too much onus on offensive rebounding because we have a uh, low margin for error. So we've got to get back on defense. Basically everything that he says you see implemented in games. Whereas over the past few years, you would hear him say things like we're a defensive team first, you know, anything to do with defense. And it's like, yeah, Steven Adams is great. Paul George is pretty, pretty good and can turn it on. Andre Robertson, when he was healthy, really, really good. Jeremy Grant, also good, but at the time was developing. And then it's like, yeah, Russell, you know. So everything Billy says is actually, you can see it for your own eyes in this team. And that goes back to the having the, the personalities in Chris Paul, Shea Gills, Alexander, Dennis Schroeder, Steve Adams, having a roster that is more willing to accept coaching. Is that going to result in more wins? Is that going to result in better postseason play? That's all to be seen. Now, the Thunder, all they got to do is go 17-10, and 10, and they'll be a 50-win team. Oh, my goodness, would that be shocking. But when you say it like that, 17-10, and 10, certainly doable, considering how this team doesn't go on prolonged losing streaks. They've only had one three-game losing streak this season, three or more, I should say. 17-10 and 10 seems very doable. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. And again, apologies for it to come out late, but obviously I had to cut out a lot of audio Get that ready for you all. I figured everybody would appreciate all the updates, the audio, and everything from practice today. So again, tomorrow we'll hinge on if the Thunder have shoot-around. We won't know for sure until the morning. If there is no shoot-around, earlier podcast. If there is a shoot-around, the podcast might come out a little bit later, but well before tip-off, I, I would hopefully assume. But everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to Locked on Thunder. I appreciate it, but until tomorrow, have a good rest of your day.